The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Go Green Radio, brought to you by Covanta Energy. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Rethink renewable energy and energy from waste. This program will help start you thinking about how to protect our world and its important resources. Now here's the host for Go Green Radio, Jill Buck. Welcome to Go Green Radio, folks. Glad that you could join us today. We're going to have some fun. You know, most of the time our guests are adults and there's nothing wrong with grown-ups. Um, and their stories about going green. But today is kind of special because we have a 15-year-old from Atlanta named Charles Orgbon, and he's just one of those kids that makes you think, hey, maybe I should get his autograph now because this kid's going to be famous someday. He is doing so much. At 15 years old, he's already the president and CEO of an organization called Greening Forward, and you're going to love his website. So check it out. Don't close this tab in your web browser. Keep listening to us on voiceamerica.com. But while we're talking with Charles, go ahead, open up a new tab in your web browser and go to www.greeningforward.org. Now, his organization is pretty cool. You know, here we are in a tough economic um, status and across the nation. It's pretty tough. But not only is his organization growing in terms of number of people becoming members of his website, but they're actually hiring a 15-year-old CEO creating green jobs in this economy. And we're going to be talking to him more about that. But I also am excited to let you know about another thing he's got going on. His organization has actually entered into the Pepsi Refresh Project Contest, and they're up for a $50,000 prize. And we're going to talk to Charles about some of the cool things that he would be doing with that $50,000 prize. And what I'm hoping is that everybody who's listening and everybody who can tell at least 10 or 15 friends to do so will vote for their project, and we're going to tell you how in just a little bit. But first of all, I'm so excited to welcome Charles to the show. Welcome to Go Green Radio, Charles. Hello, Joe. Well, I have to know, you know, because you are so young, what first inspired you to start your organization, Greening Forward? Tell us kind of the history lesson. Well, um, I wanted to learn more about protecting the environment. So what came from just uh, a moment of, wanting to know more actually turned into that this is really uh, something that's really important and that we really have to take uh, action for. And so I wanted, I understood that, but I wanted to tell more people um, ways that they can get involved and that they can make small changes that could uh, help protect the planet for future resources and, I mean, well, for future generations. So that's where the work began with Greening Forward. Well, and I'm always curious, and I ask this question of adults who start organizations as well, why didn't you just sign up for somebody else's organization? What void did you see that was there that made you say, you know what, we need a brand new organization, and I'm the guy who's going to start it? What was, what was going through your mind when you did that? 
Well, when Greening Forward started, we were called recycling education because then we were we were concerned about uh, we were more so a web-based organization, and we just wanted to present the facts about uh, saving the planet, and it was more so towards. Um, to go alongside some of the work that I was doing in my school. And so the schools did not have a resource like that. So here you could use my website, Recycling Education, and we can use those together to help raise awareness for environmental issues. And so what rose out of that was um, to reflect our holistic view on environmental issues, um, that there's more than just recycling. And recycling is good, but there's so much more. Is That's where Greening Ford came to play. And um, we're pretty unique now that I'm um, here in the Atlanta area where um, there's not too many organizations that are like us. So it's really awesome if organizations can find what makes us different, what makes us special. And not only that, we're youth-led. So not only are we interested in engaging all groups of people um, into the global environmental movement, but it's pretty awesome that we can actually show that we're actually a pretty diverse movement ourselves in age and religion and uh, racial background. That is very true, and it's well reflected on your website. I'm going to remind folks again of that URL so they can check it out. It's www.greeningforward.org. And you said something really interesting there. You know, you were talking about a holistic approach, and I have to say that in looking at your website, you really do cover a number of topics. There's a navigation bar on the the left side of your of your homepage there, and you cover a number of topics. I'm just curious. How did you come upon each of those topics? Like, what made you include some of them on your website? Um, well, there were times where I just wanted to expand because there's so much more information that's out there that's available. Um, I wanted to continue my research. So what it first began with the issue of littering. And so it moved into me learning about littering and to recycling. And so as I began to learn myself, then that was what I sort of added to the website. So it, it's always been a process of adding more and more information uh, because uh, we want to cover all of those environmental issues because they're all, they're like all important. The, yeah, they are important. And what I like is how you show how interconnected each of those issues are. Now, what is it that you plan to accomplish in 2011 as the CEO of Greening Forward? What are your you know, short-term, 12-month goals for this organization? Well, we want to have a deeper community presence um, in uh, some of the communities Greening Forward has a presence in through our youth council, which provides input to our programming, our board of directors that uh, guide and have fiduciary responsibilities in the organization. Um, and so we want to continue with a three-prong approach to raising environmental awareness. Um, and part of what needs to be in that equation is more funds because we've sort of been, well, we very well have been restricted to what we can do uh, based on um, the amount of financial resources that we have available, which is where we wanted to apply for this Pepsi Refresh project. But uh, the three-prong approach is youth via schools, underserved communities, and nonprofits and businesses all of which learning to, well, guiding them into the direction of sustainable workplaces, sustainable schools, and sustainable communities. That's awesome. Very complete. Now, how would this $50,000 from the Pepsi Refresh Project 
help you meet those goals? What would you do with the money? Well, um, first of all, we will grant um, grant we'll have grants available for youth groups, and not only do we want to financially sponsor them, but we also want to sponsor them in in kind support as well, and sort of connecting all of the the uh, the, the three prong approach idea uh, with the schools in particular is if we can get a presence in this school and this community, then and we grant a business uh, to start a workplace recycling program, then in return could you have one of your staff or a group of your staff mentor this young, this young group um, in their efforts uh, in their community. So not only do we want to make it a school-wide initiative, um, but we want to make these young people be viewed as the environmental leaders in their community, not just the school. Um, and we plan to do that in a way that involves um, diverse groups, um, many groups, um, and um, we plan to be very supportive in that. And I think something that's really special is that our youth council, which is made up of young leaders just as myself, um, and our board as well, um, the, our adult board, um, they have experience with working with young people and working with this sort of programming. So we're definitely um, here to raise awareness for these environmental issues and have the uh, qualifications to do so through these three ways. Here's what I love about what you're saying, Charles, is that you're not looking to go into a community and do it all for them. And then when you leave that community, then they're kind of like, oh, what do we do? You're going into communities and creating collaborative models that will last long long after your organization's money runs out. I mean, you're actually creating communication and partnerships and teamwork amongst community groups that will that will long outlast your grants. I mean, that's sustainability in and of itself, sustainable relationships. I really love that model. I think that's that's a very smart approach. Uh, yes, thank you very much. Yes, the idea is to, even when the money is gone, we still look forward to, well, the Pepsi or Fresh money at least, mm-hmm. is gone. We look forward to um, continue relationships within that community, and we can still offer our in-kind support. And, I mean, the working with the, making this a collaborative effort, I'm pretty confident that their partners that they build along the way will want to support them in their efforts as well, too. So that does make it, uh, we don't want to sort of come in for one year and leave one year. We want to grow and develop. And this Pepsi or Fresh project could very well be the first step into developing uh, a pretty um, influential youth-led nonprofit environmental advocacy group. I love it. That's that's such a smart 21st century way of thinking. Now, since the Pepsi Refresh contest is a competition, I'm going to give you a chance to tell us so that all those voters out there who might be saying, hmm, who should I vote for? Well, vote for your project. Tell us what advantages your project has over the competition and why our listeners should vote for you. There are actually quite a bit of similar Pepsi Refresh projects. And the whole idea is that Pepsi says, we understand that there are going to be, but we're just, uh, it's just a whole voting matter. Whoever wins the most votes gets it. Mm-hmm. So um, 
what's special about ours is, yes, there are groups out there that want to support young people in schools, but um, from what I've seen, none of them are actually youth-led and, and don't have that de- don't involve youth into the decision-making process. And we act, that's what we want to do. Not only do we want to partner with these schools, but we want to give them a voice in how uh, Greening Forward is ran. I love that, and here's why. I mean, you're at the age, you're old enough to start learning leadership and decision-making skills you know, in real life, I mean, and practice it. It's not like we can feed the youth of today a bunch of information and then hope that, you know, once they're old enough to vote or something, they'll take leadership positions. Now is the time to let you guys practice those skill sets and exercise those skill sets so that it's not a new evolution for you when you get out of school and, you know, and you're expected to lead. I like that youth-led component. And yet, for those who might be uncomfortable, hmm, giving $50,000 to a 15-year-old, you've got an entire adult board of directors with you know financial backgrounds and that, that will be helping you. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. But I love that aspect. Now, what kind of data are you going to be tracking that will allow you to know by the end of the year that your organization is at an impact? If you get this Pepsi Refresh money, how are you going to measure success? We would like at least 100,000 service hours. We would like to plan at least four eco-festivals um, in four different communities, in low-income communities. We would like to partner with at least 10 businesses and partner, uh, 10 nonprofits and small businesses for the uh, sustainability grants, and about, um, about eight schools. That would be um, awesome. As far as what the businesses want to do with the grant or what the youth groups want to do with the grant, um, we will track that sort of um, what sort of impact that has as well. But ultimately, that's as far as the schools, that's youth-led. So if they wanted to create a recycling program, then we would, we would keep track of their impact, but um, we really can't put a number saying that through this program we want to recycle 10 tons of waste because maybe that's not what the young people want to do. Maybe they want to take this grant and use it elsewhere, but all of that would definitely be uh, kept recorded, and we would uh, measure that as well. But as far as the business as well, some businesses may already have, small businesses, again, um, may already have recycling programs. So other alternatives to what they could use with the grant as well. Um, so it, it, it is very uh, varied as part of what sort of um, environmental impact that we can have, mm-hmm. though we know what sort of influence we can have, definitely. Well, tell me in the minute that we have left before we go to commercial, tell me what your vision is for these eco-festivals. What would those look like? Uh, the eco-festivals will be in uh, low-income communities, um, and through a partner model, we will uh, work with a partner in that community that would be interested in sponsoring the eco-festival. And what we would have is uh, granting them the money to be able to pull off this eco-festival in- involving some sort of environmental service um, in the process and in- uh, working with community, nonprofit, environmental advocacy groups as well, or environmental groups in general, 
um, and sort of getting people to know about what sort of volunteer opportunities are in your community, uh, what sort of organizations, what are they doing in your community as well, actually engaging them into service uh, at the same time. And then lastly, uh, making it an advocacy event by sharing, uh, sharing ways that one can go green. Love it. Love it. Well, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we've got more with Charles, and we're going to be talking about the youth of today and how ready they are to take on the environmental challenges of the 21st century. If you are so inspired, send a quick text, 104604, to Pepsi, which is 73774. Again, text this number, 104. 104- and text that to 73774 and vote for Charles's Pepsi Refresh Project. Well, folks, don't go away. There's more Go Green Radio right after this. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa, where America learns to invest best the internet's number one talk station number one talk station voiceamerica.com you're listening to go green radio with your host jill buck jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show so call us toll free at 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 write to us too. save some trees and send us an email to go green radio at gmail.com that's go green radio at gmail.com now back to go green radio with your host jill buck Welcome back to Go Green Radio. Glad that you could join us and glad that we have the guest that we have today. He's just 
such an inspiration. His name is Charles Orgbun. He lives in Atlanta, Georgia, and he's the CEO of an organization called Greening Forward. If you're just joining us and you'd like to check out his website, don't close this tab in your web browser. Keep listening to us on voiceamerica.com, but open a new tab in your web browser and go to www.greeningforward.com or .org, I'm sorry. Um, Charles is is the head of that organization. He's got a lot of other people working with him and working as a part of this organization. During this segment, what I want to focus on, Charles, is is your generation and and what you see in terms of the the challenges that they're going to face, their readiness to face those challenges, and get your impression of of where your generation is at with what's up and coming in the 21st century in terms of environmental challenges. What what are those things, those environmental challenges that you think your generation will be facing when they become adults? What are those things that, that keep you up late at night concerned about that your generation will be facing? Um, a big issue is overpopulation. And um, overpopulation seems to be associated with the whole idea that the world has too many people. And I don't really think that that is the concern. It's more so how much resources are those people actually using. Um, and you might use the, one might use a comparison if you take a family of four in the United States or versus a family of 16 in India, which one's overpopulation? Well, it might be surprising that it's actually the family in the United States because they're using so much more resources versus uh, the 16, the 16 member family that might be living in India um, on average. Um, so that is a concern. And the answer that I have is not to stop having kids or anything like that, mm-hmm. but to actually go green. Um, so when we start reducing our resources and living more sustainably, then um, uh, which is all a part of the environmental movement, um, then that will not be a problem. But um, now it seems like it is sort of a problem, and trying to convince people to make those sort of lifestyle changes um, is very hard sometimes. But I have faith in the, youth, in the young generation because of the whole nature of young people. Young people are very open-minded to things. So I do have confidence that we're prepared to make those lifestyle changes necessary to save uh, to secure a green future for everyone. Um, as far as other generations, we can see today that it, it might be harder to convince um, one person one person to uh, to completely change something in their life. For and I would like to use the example of vegetarianism, uh, which is. Uh, sometimes very difficult to convince an older person that to stop eating meat. But if we find out that it actually has, um, a, a, is very wasteful of water resources, um, you'll see so many more young people um, becoming vegetarians versus older people. I think that's just one example of the whole idea of young people being open to that uh, hip, uh, trying new things. Sometimes that gets us into trouble, but um, <laughs> it, it's, it's good when it comes to environmental. Well, that's that's true. I think it's really interesting your perspective on overpopulation because I'll tell you what we've had some guests on this show before who've talked about this issue of overpopulation, and they they talk about it in a very different way. They talk about it in terms of 
arresting the population growth of third world countries, um, whether that's through birth control or other means. And I think it's really interesting what you just said, because it's all about the per capita use of resources. In terms of other environmental challenges, I mean, you know, there are plenty of them in the news. Do you worry about global warming? Do you worry about climate change? Do you worry about food security and water shortages? What are some of the issues that, you know, you think are going to be pretty tough for your generation in the in the near future? Um, securing energy resources, because so much of our energy comes from fossil fuels, finding alternative energy. Uh, and in a sense, when you answer that question, because that's that's what's powering everything, uh, our fossil fuels pretty much. So when you answer that question with alternative resources, then it might not become, uh, global warming might not be, well, it, I'm pretty sure it wouldn't become as much of an issue if we had uh, so much, if we had more alternative resources available that were actually being used. Um, that would be a big concern that I would have, mm-hmm. is actually transitioning. I, it's possible, but... Um, I believe that the, this new generation of young people will be ready to take that on. You know, there are a lot of adults who hope that's true, and a lot of adults who really want to support organizations like yours and sentiments like yours that, hey, the youth of tomorrow, you know, we need to get you ready, and we need to, you know, support you in every way possible so that you can take on these challenges. You know, if adults are listening to this and they're thinking, what can I do to help kids, what would you say to that, Charles? What do you think adults could be doing right now today to help the youth of today become ready for those challenges of the 21st century? Put us to work. When you look for success in a young person, um, you will find that, one, they have a spark, something that, uh, that they're passionate about. Um, they have a voice. They're not afraid to tell people um, to get out there to, to express themselves um, appropriately. And they have, um, they have a voice, they have a spark, and they also have meaningful adult relationships. Um, as far as how can a, a older per, an adult <laughs> um, help... <Careful>. Um, <laughs> A young person is first of all um, find let the young person come to you, and when the young person comes to you, make sure that you can you're supporting them in every way possible. I think oftentimes we sort of overlook certain things, but something that shouldn't be overlooked is young people because if we can invest them invest in them now and show them that there are people that care. There are people that are listening. Um, and one person is good, but it's meaningful adult relationships, so more than one. So it, it's very important to, um, to have that connection and to build on that connection and to have, for a young person, I know that it's very special to be able to have someone to go to with your concerns that will listen to you and that believes in you. And um, that, if you... If young people don't have that, then their chances of success are not very high. And so the report from the Teen Voice um, uh, survey said that went into more detail 
about this, mm-hmm. and it said that um, only less than a third of young people have those adult meaningful relationships and have that uh, voice, but they uh, much, much more have a spark. What that tells me is that there are young people um, everywhere that want to do something, but they can't because they haven't had that meaningful adult relationship that has showed them that you can do something with this and you can be a leader um, or, or you can make a difference. Um, so that, that really concerns me. Um, so that, that is the answer to uh, preparing our 21st century young people for um, life, for really. Challenges. Yeah. Well, and you know, you said a mouthful because there are a lot of people who've been in the environmental education, quote-unquote, industry for a long time, maybe too long. <laughs> and their idea is if you just cram enough information down kids' throats, have enough school assemblies about how important it is to recycle or, you know, give them enough scary movies to watch about global warming, somehow that will lead to action. And I tend to think that even though we're living in a, in a time of unprecedented information, that doesn't necessarily mean that anybody does anything with that information. In your experience, what gets kids to actually take action? Um, actually, uh, it coming from the ideas being it, coming from um, the young person. Mm-hmm. If we can, if it's important to them, then society uh, their school, their parents, um, their family, their friends, their teachers need to listen and to try to support that. If I know this is a pretty radical idea, but if they're not interested into recycling, but rather into helping the poor, then I would go more so towards engaging them in that way versus um, trying to force something that they may not quite understand yet that's important on them. So Having that youth voice, um, that, that's where I'm going with this, is having that youth voice is very important. And who is the information coming from uh, also? If it's coming from someone that means much to you, then I think you're going to be more receptive to it also. Mm-hmm. I think what you're saying is really, really an important lesson. I hope a lot of adults in environmental education are listening to this because I, I think it makes so much sense. And and what you say is true. You know, there are some people who are going to be advocates for things like recycling and uh, climate change and those sorts of things. But if a young person, like you said, is more interested in helping the poor, hey, guess what? We all need to be involved in a community, and we all are different parts of the community, and not all of us will work on all the same issues. But the hope is, is that as we build communities, Everybody will be following their own passions for service and passions for helping others and passion for making our community better and that our communities will benefit from all those people working on the things that really touch them deeply and, and it, you know, really inspire them to act. I love what you have to say, Charles. Folks, we've got to take a quick commercial break. I hate to do it, but we've got to pay the bill, so we're going to take a quick break to let our sponsors tell you about their good products and good services. So don't go away. We've got more with Charles right after this. More green, Go Green Radio in just a moment. News, 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 news,
Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Tolvanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Tolvanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rock and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her PR experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to the Stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on News Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Back to Go Green Radio, everyone. If you're just joining us, we have got quite a guest. He's very inspirational. He's a 15-year-old from Atlanta, Georgia. He's the CEO of a company or an organization, I should say, called Greening Forward. You can check it out at www.greeningforward.org. Not only that, he's an A student. He's the class president of his freshman class. He's just an amazing kid, and he makes me think... I really need to get his autograph before I have to pay for it when he's famous one of these days. So I really am excited to have him on. And for those of you who have been listening and you've been inspired as I have and you want to vote for his Pepsi Refresh Contest uh, entry, here's what I want you to do. You can do it one of two ways. And by the way, you can vote every single day, and I hope you will, because Charles is going to use the money well. He and his board of directors have got a great plan if they win this prize. First of all, you can go to the Pepsi website at www.refresheverything.com slash recyclingeducation. You can also find that link on his website, greeningforward.org. Or if you just don't feel like going to your laptop right now and you want to text a vote in, 
do that right now. Here's the number that you're going to text, 104-604, and you're texting that to Pepsi. And Pepsi's number is 73774. Again, this is who you're texting it to, Pepsi. It's 73774, and the number you're texting is 104604. And that's how you can vote for Charles and Greening Forward for the $50,000 grant from Pepsi Refresh. Charles, I love your website. I mean, it is thorough. It is practically, you know, like a one-stop shopping opportunity for so many great topics that you are presenting to America's youth. And actually, I shouldn't just say America's youth because you have people checking out your website from all over the world. One of the parts of your website I find so interesting and actually so refreshing as we're talking about the Pepsi refresh um, (laughs) is how you delve into public policy. You know, a lot of people um, talk about kids in your generation in a negative light when it comes to civic engagement and getting involved in things like, you know, signing petitions or, or voting, you know, when you're old enough or writing your legislators. Talk to us about this section on public policy and getting involved on your website. I, I think it's really terrific. Well, um, so many of the answers to some of our environmental issues uh, very well lie into what sort of regulations the government has and what sort of control the government has. And, and, and practically, it has a lot of control. And so if we can sort of um, uh, let our elected officials know that the citizens are concerned about these issues, then hopefully they'll react on that and actually uh, respect that and take that back to Congress or take that back to the Senate with them. Um, So we have a number of uh, petitions uh, that are available uh, that we uh, share with uh, anyone who wants to visit this webpage, the Take Action webpage on Greening Ford, whether it is protecting our national forest or stopping Arctic drilling to um, uh, conserving wildlife um, and uh, so on, and water resources, um, just about anything you could think about. How do you choose the petitions or issues that you're going to post on the Take Action page of your website? Um, I try to post as much as possible. Uh, I don't discriminate. (laughs) There's uh, as much as uh, we could fit on there that's going on right now. Gotcha. And what are the sources where you find these petitions? Where do you go for information? Uh, the Sierra Club has uh, been a pretty, a very, very good resource, and so has uh, Care2.org. They have that's they're very, very much devoted to a whole bunch of petitions. And in terms of engaging with elected officials and in public policy, have you had much success, like with your local government in Atlanta or in the state of Georgia? Well, um, I'm in Metro Atlanta, which is uh, Gwinnett County. Um, and I have contacted uh, people that I'm not even their constituent um, to involve them into um, th- uh, the Greening Forum movement. And uh, But the only person, just contacted over 50, um, the only person that actually responded was our Gwinnett County uh, Commissioner, who now serves as the Honorary Director on our Board of Directors. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, does that... How does that make you feel? I mean, are you kind of frustrated by that? I mean, um, how do you feel like you, you might be able to change that 
that situation in terms of your interaction with public officials? Well, from my experience, that's actually pretty normal, <laughs> getting a response, a committed response of one out of 50. Um, unfortunately, um, it's hard for some people to believe that because many people think that the idea of if it's a young person, then obviously they're going to listen to what he has to say. But not all the time is that true. So it's pretty great that... Um, out of the people that I did contact, at least it was uh, someone that represented me. Right. Well, and, you know, here's something that's, that would give you some faith. Uh, not too long ago, I think it was just a couple, three weeks ago, we talked to a high school teacher in a little bitty town in Illinois, Pontiac, Illinois. His name's Coach Paul Ritter, and he and his high school science class started a project to actually keep uh, pharmaceuticals out of the waste stream, uh, out of their, their waterways. And they developed partnerships with everybody from local pharmacies to the police department and, you know, a bunch of local elect- elected officials in order to do a pharmaceutical take-back program. And as a result of their success, not only did they win some national awards, but they also got the attention of several state legislators and the governor. Of Illinois, and as it turns out, this program that they started, and and I mean a little bitty high school, uh, Pontiac, Illinois, is like a maybe a one uh, stoplight town. Uh, <laughs> now the entire state of Illinois and some other states around the country are starting to replicate the program they started in that little bitty town. And so it can be done. Sometimes, though, it does take having some partners with some adults, you know, who can help you influence them. But it can be done, so take heart. I want to talk some more about your organization, Greening Forward, because you are absolutely stellar, Charles. But even still, I would imagine that people who write checks and donate to organizations might feel just a little bit, you know, apprehensive about writing a big check to an organization that's run by a 15-year-old, and that's just reality. But you have the backing of a board of directors. It's quite impressive, and I'm sure that they give you some advantages as you're fundraising for Greening Forward. Tell us about your board of directors and the role they play in helping you raise funds. Well, um, our honorary directors um, are direct mentors to me. Um, I go with them with uh, plenty of questions. Um, But as far as being a director on the board of directors, these are the people who evaluate our uh, strategic direction. Um, They provide input into our programming. They also um, uh, look over uh, financial oversight um, and financial planning. Um, And uh, in that uh, uh, governance role, um, that... That's the role that the Board of Directors play. Well, and I, I see that on your website, and I also joined your LinkedIn group. I'm such a social media junkie. I had to click on all your, your Facebook and Twitter and everything. It says you're hiring, and at 15 years old, you're creating green jobs. I find that absolutely amazing. Tell us about the positions that you have open and what you're looking for in a qualified candidate. Um, well, uh, very, uh, it's very negotiable as far as um, the hours and the location uh, as well. Um, but it would be a work from home position. This person would be. We're looking for uh, 
someone who would be over our programs and assist in programming. Because over the summer, I realized that in preparation for high school, that I was going to be very busy. And if we, that was when we were determining that, okay, if we want to expand this organization, then we're going to need more resources. We're going to need more people um, that can devote more time to it. Um, and so now it has been part of a movement to uh, get people involved as such and um, hopefully having uh, employment opportunities available. Some of your listeners will respond to this. Um, but uh, this person would be required to fundraise, um, which would support their salary simply because Greening Ford doesn't have the funds available to upfront support uh, staff. Um, but this person in, uh, would also be over uh, or assisting in uh, program management um, as far as helping to implement this three-pronged approach to environmental awareness. Uh, very creative, strategic thinker, um, a team player, independent, um, team player but independent at times, of course, um, personable, um, passionate about the cause, of course, energetic, a quick learner, detail-oriented, and organized. Um, I imagine that the person that would probably apply for this would definitely be, definitely be an entrepreneur because it is it will be growing, greening forward, and being a part of that movement of developing. Um, though so much is already developed, but as far as our community and outreach and program work, uh, very much of that. That sounds fantastic. I think that would be a great opportunity, and I'm hoping that uh, some of our listeners will check out your website and, and put in an application. I mean, there are a lot of recent college graduates out there who are super talented who are having a tough time in the job market right now, and this sounds like a great a great opportunity for them. Are you planning to take your organization towards a nonprofit status where you have your 501c3 status from the IRS yes. so that donations will be tax deductible? Yes. What we've had our eye on so far recently is more of a fiscal sponsorship, and that means that an already established 501c3 organization will sponsor our project so that like our donations would be processed through that nonprofit organization so that they're tax deductible. Um, and they would sort of um, advise or admit, well, overlook our organization to make sure that it's in line with uh, their values and uh, the work of that of established 501c3 organization might do. So that process is much more simpler. Uh, and where we are now, um, it's not a priority to be a 501c3 organization, but it is a priority to have our donations tax-deductible. Um, so that that's what we're looking for in a fiscal sponsorship. Got it. That's a smart move. You're a smart kid, Charles. I'm really glad you're on the show. Folks, we've got to take a quick break, but we'll be back with another segment with Charles. So don't go away. There's more Go Green Radio right after this. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh, yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. The Interstate Sportsman Talk Radio Show brings two well-known outdoorsmen to the Voice America Network with hunting and fishing info news. Talking about everything from new sporting gear, places to hunt and fish, and getting more from your recreation time. Join hosts Brock Ray and Don Kirk Friday mornings at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 Eastern for the Interstate Sportsman on the Voice America channel. Go inside the world of PR with PR Insider, hosted by public relations expert Maureen Kettis. Maureen will speak to the world's highest profile PR pros from the fields of marketing, advertising, and sales. And PR Insider will feature renowned members of the media as special guests. Maureen will give you a VIP access pass, including tips and tricks to take your business to the next level. PR Insider with Maureen Kettis, sponsored by Cision, us.cision.com. Listen every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Network. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. Glad that you could join us. I want to give a big shout out to my tweets who are following us on Twitter. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, it's at Jill Buck. That would be cool. Also, those of you who are signed up for our, our Facebook page, it's totally awesome. If you want to get to our Go Green face space, go to my website at www.gogreeninitiative.org. And check out the Facebook page icon. You can get to that. And we have a ton of fun on that page. We're very interactive. I'd also like to thank those of you who are listening overseas. I know we have some folks listening in other time zones. And uh, you guys are awesome. Thanks for being with us on Go Green Radio. If you're bummed because you joined us late and you think, man, I really wish I would have gotten the first part of this show. Charles is awesome. Go Green Radio is awesome. Don't worry, because this show airs again on the Green Talk Network on Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon on the East Coast. Everybody else in the middle of the country, figure out the map on your own, but that's when you can hear us again. And if you want to find the Green Talk Network, go to voiceamerica.com. You'll see a button there for Green Talk Network, and that's where you can find Go Green Radio on Tuesdays, next Tuesday, 9 a.m. Pacific. And we're going to air this show again with Charles. We're joined by Charles Orgbun. He is an amazing 15-year-old um, out of Atlanta, Georgia. He's the CEO of an organization that I want you to do two things. I want you to check out his website because it rocks. It's greeningforward.org. And once you get there, I want you to look at their entry for the Pepsi Refresh Contest, and I want you to vote. And I want you to do it every day because you can vote once a day and vote for his project because I think he's really got some great plans. 
Now, speaking of your website, Charles, it really is sort of the vortex of your organization, and there's a lot of information on your site. And I'm always curious when people have a really rocking website what their communication strategy is. When people visit your site, Charles, what do you hope they will take away from that viewing experience? Um, Ultimately, hopefully they'll be inspired uh, that it is a youth-led movement. Um, and want to tell people about it. Uh, And then hopefully, because the whole idea of networking, because uh, using other people's networks and telling people um, is pretty powerful. So I really would like for people to visit the website, um, become, uh, learn more about the organization. Hopefully it will inspire them to make a difference and to learn more and to take action or uh, and then share it with other people. So that that's what we would like to do with the website. Well, and I hope that will happen. I hope that a lot of our listeners are going to get out there and pound your page and check it out and then recommend it to others. And I know that you're also delving into social media. I checked out your Facebook page, your Twitter, your LinkedIn. Um, what are you going to be doing with social media, you know, in the coming months? When When people get out there and they – they follow you on Twitter or they, they follow your Facebook page. What are you hoping they'll do next? I mean, what's the strategy there? Um, some of our efforts as far as social media is to get people to do something, whether it is to uh, take this information and share it, uh, which is very important, or voting for our Pepsi Refresh project, we use our media to uh, grow our audience and to um, share our work that's on the website as well. That's awesome. And I think, you know, once you start looking more and more into the way social media could even be part of your website, I know that on some of the pages you have some YouTube videos up there, um, I think you're going to be very effective in kind of interlacing your social media presence. Um, I can already begin to see some evidence of that, and uh, I'm sure that you will grow that as the days go on. I'm going to encourage you to get involved in YouTube. I really think that with some of the things you have going on and some of the youth-led initiatives that you have going on, that would make for some great YouTube you know, material. What do you think about that? Uh, absolutely. Need a camera? Is there? Do you have a camera that you could uh, make some YouTube videos with? Um, yes, we have a camera. Awesome. I would definitely encourage you to put it to good use because even if you are walking around with a camera, interviewing other kids, just talking about what you're doing, I think that that would be great stuff to put on your website and great stuff to share on your Facebook and, and to link to on Twitter and what have you because um, you have such an interesting story, Charles, and you have such an inspiring personality. Get it out there. <laughs> now, here's a personal question for you. Um, as I mentioned early in the show, I checked out your resume. You've got it up there online. You're your class president, you're an A student, and you're the CEO of a rapidly growing organization. How in the world do you make time to do all this stuff and to be so successful? Um, I also serve on a few boards and youth service boards, um, but and write a column in a church community newsletter, and it is very, it is a lot of things um, that I have on my plate. But if you make time for things that are important to you, then uh, you can definitely do it. Um, and it's um, 
when you prioritize things as well, what has to be done now, what can wait. And then also being in a leadership role sort sort of helps you to be able to say or help guide what's going to happen on this day or, or, or that such so that you can it can cooperate with your busy schedule is also an advantage. Um, but um, it it is definitely all about time management uh, <laughs> and developing those sorts of skills. Yep, I'll bet. Now, I'm going to ask you to look into your crystal ball for a second in the uh, little bit of time <laughs> that we have left here on the show. When you use your imagination to envision yourself in the future, what do you hope the world will look like? How do you think the world will change in a positive way because of the work you're doing right now today? Um, ultimately, I hope people can uh, renew their faith in our young generation and want to find ways that they can help support the young people in their community. I want to be seen as an image of what happens when when we have a community that supports young people. Um, and I want to be a young person uh, that will continue to mentor other young people and uh, guide them towards success as well. You know what's a pity, Charles? It's going to be another, what, like 20 years before you're old enough to run for president. <laughs> and I don't know if I can wait that long. <laughs> you're just a great individual, and I'm so glad that we had you on Go Green Radio. Good luck to you in the future. Let's stay in touch. would love to have you back on Go Green Radio to keep us updated. And everybody, in the meantime, check out his website at greeningforward.org and vote, vote, vote for his Pepsi Refresh project. Thanks so much for joining us, Charles. Thank you to our listeners, and we'll be back same time, same place next week with more Go Green Radio. Thank you so much. Did you get some terrific ideas from today's show? Please join us for more next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. It's Go Green Radio with Jill Buck here on Voice America. Go Green Radio is proudly sponsored by Covanta Energy, a leader in providing renewable energy solutions for a cleaner world. Visit www.covantaenergy.com for more information. We'll see you here next week.